Sports Fix. All right, what's up, team? It's Ben Cullen here with this week's Sports Fix for you. The Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Rams completed in an extraordinary weekend in the NFL playoffs. They moved within one win of Super Bowl 56. The Rams' 30-27 win at the Buccaneers meant that the first three divisional round games were all won with a field goal as time expired. Kansas City then claimed a thrilling 42-36 win over the Buffalo Bills. The lead changed hands three times in the final two minutes before a Chiefs field goal forced overtime. The Kansas City Chiefs will now be the first team to host the AFC Championship game for four years running. They welcome the Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday while the Rams host the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Last year, the Bucks became the first team to play a Super Bowl in their own stadium. And now the Rams are one win away from repeating the feat as Super Bowl 56 will be staged at the SoFi Stadium on the 13th of February. Earlier this week, the Golden State Warriors overcame the Utah Jazz 94-92. And Jason Tatum scored 51 points as the Celtics beat the Wizards 116-87. Jazz turned a 13-point deficit from the third quarter into an 86-83 lead at the end of a 24-scoring run. Warriors rallied and a late Kevin Looney three-pointer put them five points ahead and they held on for the win. LeBron James scored 33 points for the LA Lakers, but they were beaten 113-107 to by the Miami Heat. It was the 17th game with at least 26 points for James, but the Lakers still came up short against the Heat side that benefited from Jimmy Butler's 10th triple-double. Butler finished with 20 points, 12 assists and 10 rebounds in his side's win. The UFC's first pay-per-view event of the year is complete and Francis Ngannou cemented his status as the world's dominant heavyweight mixed martial artist. The champion showed depth to his skill set as he used his wrestling skills to earn a unanimous decision victory over the interim champ Cyril Garn and unify the titles. However, the champion's future is uncertain. White did not present Ngannou with the heavyweight title as he traditionally does following the bout. And he also did not attend the post-fight press conference. They've been having some contract disputes and it looks like it's set to continue. We now welcome back to the studio, Eva Yo. She joins us via Zoom. You, you told me off air about your story and sort of how you got to the States. Can you tell the listeners about that, please? How do I got to stay? Uh, so, well, back in the days, which is like a long time ago, um, it was kind of hard to get um, uh, to get qualified or get into like the like the clearinghouse thing with NCAA. So, um, I had to actually get an associate degree first before I can play for a college. So, I because I went to a public school. Um, under Tonga Group Hospital, I actually wrote them a letter and tell them that you know I I, I need support, I need a scholarship in order for to fulfill my dream. So um, and I was very fortunate that they decided to support me. So I got a scholarship from them to um, to study in the U.S. So normally associate degree take two years, right? So I finished mine in a year. Yeah. Um, and then I got a scholarship from Eastern Washington. I was there for, um, I think, only one year. And then I got another offer um, to go to Cal State Northridge. Okay. So that's kind of how, how it happened. Yeah. 
Very cool. Very cool. Like it. Can you can you talk to uh-huh. us about your transition, sort of, I guess, from you know playing golf and being heavily involved in golf into your animal rights activities? Is it's actually kind of interesting. So I mentioned that I I used to train a little bit in Palm Spring, right? I remember the owner of the course at that time. Uh, this one time he was giving me a ride back from Palm Spring to LA, and he asked me like if I would stay in golf if I couldn't play professionally at that time i was like no like no way um i probably just have too high of an ego to stay in golf but interestingly enough when i came back i actually took a job to manage a golf range um but um how i transitioned from golf to now what i'm doing i think it's really because of my i've I've always have a soft spot for animals um and because i was struggling on a tour um, like I mentioned, I was started volunteering at um, Haikyuu Shelter in LA, and I was actually doing like um, I was volunteering as like um, adoption coordinator. I was doing transportation. I was doing like all kinds of stuff. I was doing like social media for them. So when I was pretty much done with man- managing the range, when my friends said, "Oh, maybe you should get into that." Um, and I was fortunate enough to, like my boss at that time took a chance on me because I have no fundraising, not like no formal like fundraising experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And then um, I was sort of kind of lucky too, like shortly that I joined um, Animals Asia, I was, uh, I was, I have the opportunity to manage like the, the Hong Kong market and I was able to help them build the, the fundraising market um and then from then i got another opportunity to work for uh international um a big organization called wild aid so we work with a lot of like celebrity on big campaigns um so yeah i just got different because of my experience at um at animals asia and wild aid now i'm with the nature conservancy but like i mentioned to you like before um now I'm at a stage where I kind of want to get back into golf and spend more time in art um, and still continue doing like animal rights. So I actually created a um, a leadership program for aspiring golfers. So that's my next step right now. Um, I was chosen to be a part of the American Chamber Futures Leader Program, and I got I just got inspired to to create. Uh, a program like that for aspiring golfer because I was struggling when I was younger and I'm hoping that I could make a difference and do and give people a little bit guidance um yeah yeah especially with the way the world is now where you can learn from anywhere uh, and you can mm-hmm. provide content and help and you know on demand you know communication so that's awesome and um yeah good on you for doing that almost leading the path for those in your position before right yeah, because I think leadership is important. Like, not everyone is going to end up playing like on like the highest professional level, but yeah. like you can still get involved somehow within the industry or even outside the industry. I think um, athletes have a lot to offer, so I think that's very important that for like for athletes to realize that even though you don't you don't get into like the highest level of sport, you there's still so much you can do. Yeah. so much impact you can make absolutely absolutely 
Well, move, moving on from there, we, we like um, our guests to give advice to our younger audience. So that, that's what we'll turn to you for now and hopefully some of your leadership skills will, will come to use here. So I'm going to go back to your teenage years. Um, you were managing both school and playing at the same time. How did you find that and what tips do you have for somebody who may be going through that or will go through that in the future? I would say I was a pretty good student, so managing, juggling both golf and sport wasn't too, too difficult. But I would say make sure that uh, you have a support system in place. And if you need help with school, making sure that you have tutor and talk to your teacher, like making sure that you are supported in every way to support the, the things that you, you, you want to do. Yeah. Good, good advice. And and then from there, what what's some perhaps advice you can offer that you weren't given that was perhaps off the course, off the field, whether it be, you know, reviewing tape or nutrition or psychology? What are some things you can recommend that young athletes do in that regard? I I mean sport and nutrition of course is very important, especially these days there's so many like resources and uh, professionals that are helping um, athlete they stay with that and psychology I would say is very important I actually when I was still in Hong Kong when I was still in um, uh, younger athletes I was working with the, the Hong Kong Sport Institute um, as well so they did provide some kind of support for us so I think having those support and making sure that your uh, your mental state as well is very important it's like playing at a higher a highest or higher level are very stressful and it's important to have that kind of support yeah absolutely good good advice Eva thank you so much for sharing your story today um, I'd love to keep going but we've run out of time but there's so much to your story and, and thank you for sharing just a small part of it today good luck with your leadership program and um, yeah hope to see what you get up to in the next few years thank you and thanks for having me again you're welcome thank you Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. Like all major competitions, there are ups, downs, triumphs and controversies. And the Australian Open 2021 has been no different. Who will lift the trophies in Melbourne this weekend? That is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend all, and I'll see you for your sports fix next week.